The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't know shit about fuck. Are you fucking Canadian? I like sucking. Come on, man. Legit bad podcast. He has a legit bad. Uh, Welcome to Costco. I love you. (laughs) Welcome to Legit Bat. We're testing sound stuff. <laughs> yeah, as usual. Thanks to everybody who's joining live. Uh, we have Matt Landman on tonight of Frankenskies. Uh, yeah, can you turn that off? There we go. Uh, I don't think it's picking up anyway. It's so weird to, to not hear the intro. I'm so used to like bring, being brought in by the music. But oh, whatever. whatever. They all did. It's all yeah. good. Hello to everyone in the chat. Uh, everybody on the audio feed, if you want to catch our our Rockfin video shows come to rockfin.com slash legit bat uh, I think that's uh, I was going to mention our stupid shitty one star review but fuck, no, fuck that guy I don't want to give him any, any time it's just so. one <laughs> but anyway how's it going Matt how are you doing tonight hey I'm doing great thanks for asking uh, I'm in the back end of a heat wave so even like mid 90s is awesome right now so I'm excited hey I feel you we're right there yeah. with you it's, yep. It was a, just 100 today, and we're like, ooh, it's so cool out. What yeah, nice it's day. cooling off. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Totally get it. Knocking the shit around. Over, so how, over Memorial... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to just ask him about how we got involved in this weird shit. I mean, Frankenskies, we haven't done... It, surprisingly, in a whole year, I don't think we've done a show dedicated to chemtrails and things like that, so I'm stoked to hear what your take is on all this shit. Uh, for sure. And then you were probably going to say, uh, Ben, about the heat wave of a Memorial Day, how, how drastic it was on the holiday, huh? That was exactly what I was going to say, you fucking telepathic genius, you. Uh, yeah, it was basically uh, for, I believe, five or six days straight, we broke a record every day that week. I think the oldest one that we broke was all the way back in 1912. Yeah, that that is um, a story in it. Of itself, um, I could talk about how that the manipulation of the jet stream created what's called like it's it's called a once in a thousand years omega jet stream pattern because yeah, the shape, start there, shape man. of it, it's unreal. So, it, <laughs> well, we're gonna go. That's like that's like jumping from kindergarten all the way to like PhD okay. level. But what, <laughs> there, there's like these heaters. There's these ionospheric heaters things. They're called, they they try to pretend like they're um, next rad Doppler radar, and they put them on the side of mountains. But really, they're used 
instead of to predict the weather to make the weather and they the, where i live in the um, rogue river valley in ashland oregon we had the same heat wave and right when right. they installed this new technology in the in the local nextrad it was public news and the next day the heat wave hit it was 115 degrees we never get stuff like that and um, what they did is created a big high pressure system and then trapped it with the jet stream like looping around it like a knot which is like unreal it never happens um, but how did I get into it? And yes, I'm the chemtrail guy, but I'm not just that. A, an activist wears many hats. And so if you check out my website, one of my sites, actualactivists, actualactivists.com, it's almost all of the truth that I could possibly drop. It's got like a fluoride section, a chemtrail section, a vaccine section. And I guess I don't have to censor my, my words on this. No, not at all. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I just lost my YouTube channel. It's pretty devastating. So I'll like I'll oh. bounce around words. Just to, I'm now socially engineered. Just even in public, I'm like, can I? Should I wait, what am I talking about? So yeah, um, everybody. Yeah, no, there. like the words. It's crazy. It's like I, I'm all sensitive. And even I did a Facebook Live video the other day, and then I accidentally said one word, and then it had this whole COVID warning on the Facebook Live, and like nobody saw <laughs> it. So just because oh, of one once word. Once you're on the radar, yeah. Once you're on the radar, you're on the radar, and they will tag you for fucking everything. Yeah, it's unreal. So um, I'm a normal dude, and I started off in Virginia as an adolescent, and I went to Virginia Tech, and I uh, had a bunch of different jobs and restaurants and mortgages and uh, real estate. And I mean, I, I, I once I, I sat down and wrote them all out. It was like 45 different jobs, all different walks of life, just trying to find my place in the world. And I found myself in Northern California at Humboldt State University getting my master's degree in business, which is not too far from you guys. And there I learned about weather modification. After I got out of uh, film school, which I always wanted to go to film school, but there's no film school in Virginia. So ultimately I made it to California and finally I went back to school for business, but piggybacked the film and I got a master's in business administration focused in strategic sustainability. And I basically got a film degree with all the film classes I took while I was getting the MBA. And then afterwards, I worked another crap office job as a finance analyst. And then after a year that I, I learned, finally, I didn't want to be in an office, you know. And where I lived yeah. was rural, beautiful, pristine, you know, gorgeous Northern California on the ocean. And I was in an office all day long, you know. It's, it's just not, it doesn't compute. Like, humans are not meant to be. It's quite the duality. Yeah, it's unreal. So I got an opportunity to work on an actual organic farm. We grew potatoes and onions and squash and corn and all sorts of awesome stuff. And where the farm was located was pretty much on the ocean. I could hear the waves crashing. And I learned about dry farming. I learned so much. And I say this on like all my shows, but this is actually so pertinent because someone out there would be like, whoa, wow, I didn't really put that two and two together. I thought I knew everything. Okay. I was like 35. I'm 40 now. I was like 34 years old. And I thought I knew everything and I'm working like my 45th job. I'm going to get grounded and going to get in shape and work on this farm and get free food. Day one, I learned potatoes grew potatoes and I shit you not. It like blew my mind wide open. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> you just put the potato in the ground and it grows a shit ton of potatoes. Like they were trying to grow under my sink and everyone's like, oh, gross, throw it away. And then it's probably growing in the trash can, like out back, you know, and like no one ever told me during all of my education. I mean, like I paid for all this fucking education and stuff like out, out of out of high school. But even still, like as an eight year old, I should have known the potato goes in the ground and it grows a bunch of potatoes. 
and and nobody even knows this potatoes grow potatoes so that i started to go there and then i learned about all these different varieties of different like a, a lemon has all these different varieties these things that i never knew through my indoctrination process and i learned i knew nothing and then i witnessed weather engineering firsthand like right in front of my face and i thought i was like cool because i knew about 9 11 in this and had seen the movies <laughs> zeitgeist and stuff but literally right in front of my face i witnessed like a, a huge storm being quelled so i was working on the farm and we were supposed to get a week of rain and it said 100 chance of rain for a week and we're in the midst of this drought five-year drought california was in at the time around 2015 uh 2014 actually so yep. at that time we were like at the tail end of this really long catastrophic drought. And I'm sure you guys know of, of farmers who lost their ass or something. Cause it's just like, it was a, con it's a consolidation effort of small farmers and in ready. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like who gets water, who doesn't is really something nowadays And water. For those of you that don't know, it's been commoditized. It's now being traded on the market, just like oil and timber and whatever. It's like, if you can control the weather, you really are ahead of the game because you can predict the futures market and basically predict like what, stocks are going to do it's like it's like insider trading for weather yeah, exactly. you can predict everything you could predict when people are tourists you could predict literally everything if you had that kind of engineering power yeah it's unreal so once you watch franken skies you start to learn like the movie starts in the 1920s and it goes through the chronological historical timeline of weather engineering weather modification history once you get to like modern day or even the 60s the 1960s it's self-evident that if if we need rain, we can make it rain. And when they're talking about drought and all this nonsense, like they can quell hurricanes or exacerbate them. And the technology has been there for, well, a century now. So either way, this is kind of important. I was on this farm and I witnessed a, a, a huge storm being quelled. All these planes showed up out of the clear blue sky, no pun intended. They gridded the sky with these persistent linear cirrus cloud formations coming out of the back of the jets, which was also abnormal. I witnessed it. I saw it. I saw literally 20 jets showing up on the edge of the storm. And this, the storm came, big black clouds, no rain came out. And I was just happy I wasn't getting rained on, you know? And I tabled or shelved the memory. A few months later, I'm venting to a buddy back home about the, the kids nowadays. They don't know about 9-11. And, and it's, it's actually an interesting point when you bring up these truth things like 9-11, historical things. You bring it up to a 20-year-old that wasn't even born. They say, well, I've heard both sides of the story. And it's literally the, their access to information on the internet. There's both sides of the story right there. And who are they to believe? Like, you know, it's kind of hard. And I, and I see where they're coming from. And we were just kind of shooting the shit about that. And he goes, well, what about chemtrails, man? That's right in people's face. And I was like, what, what's that? You know? <laughs> and that's the power of planting the seed and your voice. Because now I'm like, the Kim Trail dude, I'm hosting conferences and all this stuff. Cause I went and I looked it up and I was like, Oh shit, I saw that. And then I started seeing that the activists out there, like I didn't think that they were, um, I didn't think it was being given its due uh, service to humanity. Like so many people didn't even know that there was weather engineering or chemtrails. And a lot of people that, that knew of the word chemtrails or knew of the topic, they knew of it just knowing that it was bullshit and nonsense. And so I'm like, oh, wow. So not yeah, not only do people not know about this, but the people that do know about this think it's nonsense. And I really wanted to bring some like grounded information to it. And that's been my journey. And then as my journey developed, I started getting into 5G and EMF protection and all this other stuff and, and what have you. But yeah, what about y'all? 
I'm really, I'm, I'm stoked that you guys are so close and, and that you're going, and that Reading is so cool with the, with the masks and stuff. Like a lot of people that I know were, it's, and it's interesting in Northern California, you've got counties. So over in Humboldt, they're totally like a blue county and they're just masked up, but you go one oh, county, yeah. Yeah. Trinity, oh, yeah. Trinity County or over where <laughs> you guys are at. And it's a totally different world. It's like Northern California has these little pockets of idiots. And then the rest of them are like, dude, I wouldn't wear a mask. I'm not stupid, but it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion, but it, it's fascinating. No, that's true. The no, you're right. No, you're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's fascinating the way it's panning out over there and, you know, State of Jefferson all the way for me. What's Dude, that? I almost oh, wore yeah. my State of Jefferson hat tonight, too. Shit. That would have been cool. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, uh, it's way better over here as far as the COVID shit goes. Uh, from what I've heard from other parts of the country, because like Definitely. you said, over in Humboldt, we went over there in February and it was awful i went into a gas station i think i told the story but i went into a gas station for like five minutes to pull money out of an atm and the guy was like on me like you need to put your mask on over your nose i'm like dude i'm getting money out of the ATM. like fuck off i had to go back out to the car to get one and go back in to get to be in there for five seconds i'm like and you would think they'd be cool i mean it's always been such a cool cool area but now liberal does not mean cool and it's really interesting how it's been hijacked because like it's been so creative how they yes. they have hijacked the polarity and it seems like either you're a trump supporter or you're this and if you're this you're that and if you're that you're this and it's like well hold on you can't define us so easily it's like just because i believe in breathing easily and freely <laughs> and breathing air does not mean that i necessarily agree with you know some political ideologies of this you know well it's, yeah you. it's gotten so bad where now even if you if you hate both sides of the political spectrum for some reason, that makes you a Trump supporter, too, because then you're a conspiracy theorist. Therefore, you must back Trump and Q and everything. It's like, what? Right. It's it's if you don't buy into one of the two major lies, then you're a nut job because that's how that works. It's also gotten to a point where uh, you're not allowed to have free thought because you either have to be in one of those two boxes to be an American citizen. If you're not, again, you're a nut job or you're just still, you know, filed in with the Trumpists. But what I keep seeing is people that have been longstanding liberals, people like Piers Morgan and Bill Maher, who end up sounding more conservative than I've ever heard them because they're old school. They end up seeing what all of this push is on both sides, the alt-right and the progressive left. And they have seen it and they go, uh, I was considered a bleeding heart in my day and you guys are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that it's the polarization of everything. So we live in like this dualistic, like polarized world, like left, right, black, white, and all these things. But the problem is they polarize things that are both totally screwed. So they'll say, oh, and they'll, they'll, they'll get you deep into a lie and then polarize something. And we're so used to things <laughs> yeah. being left, right paradigm. We're like, oh, I get to choose one of those two things. Which one am I going to choose? So they do it with global warming. They say, oh, global warming's really bad. Should we do geoengineering? Yes or no? And then that's like, and then people are like, well, what's geoengineering? And then they explain it's like spraying chemtrails, dude, is what it is. But it's it's the spraying of atmospheric aerosols, maybe aluminum, to dim the sun's rays to, so that the evil sun doesn't heat us as bad as it is. Because you know that heat wave you had last <laughs> week. You know, we don't want you to get any more of those heat waves, right? But the heat waves are caused by the, the engineering that's already going down, the geoengineering, you know, they jump a step further into the lie and say, which one of these paradigms do you, do you agree with? It's totally that, nuts. Yeah, that's Text, the problem textbook, I've always had. Textbook yeah. Hegelian dialectic. 
That's the well, problem that's I've always had with voting is that they it's an illusion of choice because they're like, here's these two people that we literally selected. So we know what the out- it doesn't matter what the outcome is between those two because they've already been, you know, primed to be in these positions. Right. Freedom it's is the, actual yeah. freedom. We have the illusion of choice here. It's the same thing with what you just described uh, with them engineering it and then coming out with a reason why they should have something to stop the engineering that they've already been doing. It's that same create a problem and then offer a solution like they're the savior. They do it with everything. They create a problem and then they go, hold on, guys, we know how to fix this. Here's our plan. And if you don't get on board with it, then you're an asshole because you should be on board with fixing problems in our country. You shouldn't be But selfish. at the same time, they're the ones that fucking created it. <clears throat> Isn't that stupid. the truth? Um, one thing that I noticed about the Trump administration is it brought out all these demons and everybody. I lived mm-hmm. in Canada. I brought it. I lived in Canada, right in Vancouver, Canada, which is an interesting place to live um, during the Trump uh, election. But um, I was like on a remote uh, island community outside of um, Vancouver, the city at the time, and literally in front of like the only little coffee shop in town, there's women holding signs. Trump grabbed a uh, vagina, you know, I'm not <laughs> so, and I want to know, like, like already it was like this polarization. It's like, okay, well, if Instantly. you're with Trump, you're sexist, you know, yep. and then and it was the bigot. wall, then it was the wall and all that. And then it's like, if you're with Trump, you're racist. And then, um, if you're with Trump, you're like pro guns, which is like, come on, we can't let them take our guns. So now I'm over <laughs> here and I'm a racist freaking sexist all of a sudden because <laughs> guys, they can't take my guns. And it's already like this mind fuck. It's totally nuts. And it's, I mean, it's pretty hard. And I don't even know like where I would stand if I was like a, a, a woman or a, or a Latino or whatever. I mean, I could, I could see through it all. It's, it's just tough. The whole thing is really hard. And then you try to talk some sense into your neighbor and actually, at the end of the day, the Trumpers are like the, the hardcore Christians. I live next door to hardcore Christians, okay? And they are actually more on the page that, than, than anybody else of me. Than, they're, I'm, they're under my vibe more than, than definitely the hardcore liberals. But they were the environmentalists. So these environmentalists, I don't know if you know about, you guys had some gnarly, the car fire and whatnot down there. We had this oh, yeah. Paradise, you know, that's something to talk, talk about. But we had here what's called the Almeida fire, about 2,200 low-income homes just went up in smoke uh, about 10 months oh, wow. ago. It was a Monday afternoon, and all of the fire hydrants stopped working. And all Jesus. these homes just like boom, 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 down the line. All the trailer parks, I'll do a video on it soon and put it on my Facebook account. But the trailer parks are just still, after 10 months, they're untouched. Like the low-income people just just kind of getting pushed out of town. There's an agenda at play. But the fires alone, where am I going with this one? Um, well, firstly, the fires alone are part of this like global warming agenda, this problem reaction solution. And they want to tell us, even though there's arsons, arsonists doing it, they want to tell us that it's global warming. Like, like these ones in town, they were actually arsonists. And everyone knows, and it was like public information, but the global spin is that it's global warming and we need to do something about it. And what are we going to do? Right. The fires alone like pose this, they create this scenario of this polarity or what are we going to do about the fires? It's like, wait, you guys lit the fires. You geoengineered yeah. lightning storms. You, you had arsonists like the fires. And the solution is geoengineering. Guess what? You can engineer rainstorms and do the opposite of what you did to make the problems in the first place. 
and it gets just down this crazy. That's my that's my point of creating the problem so that they can also create the solution. And if you're not on board with the solution, you're an asshole. It's like, but you guys, we didn't have a problem until you guys made the problem. So I'm not on board with either one. Is that an option? No, well, no just trying to play option. God like every other fucking aspect in life. Just you know, trying to control everything, control everyone. What? How did you get into like the specifics of? chemtrails though because it's i'm always interested in it because i see it all the time here and we were actually talking in the discord about it the other day because i came out and it was a perfectly clear day and there was zero trails and my point was that they're if they're you know they tm are saying that it's contrails and that they happen all the time why are they not was there zero air traffic that day like there were just no That's planes <laughs> that's the best one. That's the best one for bringing it to people's awareness because nobody likes to be schooled and get their ego all offended and whatnot by you telling them that those lines in the sky are actually chemicals. They already have in their head that conspiracy theorists are so crazy to think that they're being poisoned, and it's not necessarily that. It's weather engineering, man. It's, it's causing drought and like long-term agenda kind of stuff, but people can't wrap their heads around it. So I say this in all of my presentations. I go, dude, forget that. That's fear-based. People are going to dismantle it and be afraid of it and ignore you and ignore those lines in the sky, even though it's right in their face. Bring up those beautiful blue days with the white fluffy clouds with no planes. There's no air traffic. And if there is air traffic, there's nothing coming out the back of those jets on those days. And just bring those beautiful days to the people's attention. And then the abnormalities and the irregular air traffic patterns and the irregular occurrences of, I mean, when there's this orchestra of stuff going on in the sky and there's all these planes zigzagging back and forth, maybe on a storm front, they're leaving lines, short ones, oh, yeah. ones long ones. They're mixing together. There's all this stuff going on. And when there's not a lot of stuff going on, the air traffic is actually sparse and they're not leaving lines. And it's, it starts to become, you know, self-evident. Why did I get into chemtrails out of all things? I, it was kind of like a spiritual journey. At first, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Like I had this whole thing where I was going around passing out flyers, and then people were like, well, how do you know? I heard they're actually protecting us from good aliens. And I heard, uh, have you heard of the grand solar minimum and all this nonsense about like, it's actually probably good and all this. And <laughs> it took me years to like realize that there's actually evil on Earth, like on Earth or whatever. Like it's kind of like a it was kind of like a spiritual journey for me. And then when I stopped giving them the benefit of the doubt, I was like, yo, somebody really needs to bring some awareness to this. And I started like gung-ho with it. And I started bringing these people together, these conferences of chemtrail, uh, conspiratorial, whatever. They're activists in the space. And a lot of them ended up being like totally controlled. Like, I don't know who they were, but they weren't who they claimed to be. And then it got really wild. And I started like really learning that the reason why no one knows about it is because it's been very diabolically and strategically controlled through the um through the predictive programming the movies even the movie geostorm through plants in in major cities like acting like crazy people and then having pictures of chemtrails and being like ah these are like controlled people to control the narrative and it gets really deep actually for instance right before 9 11 2001, the tropospheric aerosol program, this is a chemtrail program, was launched publicly, hidden in plain sight, and it's through the Department of Energy. Okay, and if you want to find yeah. a document, this document will blow your mind. Tropospheric aerosol program, Department of Energy, TAPDOE, 
It's a PDF, and it outlines it outlines outlines a full on agenda to uh, what uh, control clouds and and why does the Department of Energy want to spray different clouds and make fake clouds over cities and whatnot. I think it's because they don't want solar power to proliferate. You know, this is dirty energy, coal and and um, dirty oil and what have you. And also, they need something somewhere to dispose of their coal fly ash, like the dirty soot that burns in the coal in the coal burning power plants. They're supposed to dispose of it because it's not supposed to go in the atmosphere through the coal burning power plants. So they take it and put it in planes and spray it in our sky. So they're just using the sky as a garbage can, just kind of like, oh, we can just throw it up there. Well, that's one aspect. That's just one little aspect of it. And they have like extrapolated budgets going on every single year and drones and planes and all this stuff. It's like amazing. And that's just one little program in the whole big picture. So NASA, NASA also has a program. It's called CARE. C-A-R-E, the Charged Aerosol Release Experiment. They have drones, they have planes, they have helicopters spraying aluminum, barium, and strontium. It's public information. NASA has a budget of $52 million a day. NASA has a budget of $52 million a day, and they have a chemtrail program with basically unlimited access. Yeah, per day. It's unreal. And our taxpaying money go into this $50 million a day so they can... spray us with quote noctilucent clouds they use aluminum barium and strontium they mix them in the atmosphere they publicly say they're doing it they have a fleet of all these planes and drones spraying them they have patents going back to the 70s of barium release uh barium release rockets that mix and all this stuff and once you really start to see through the lens and see what's going on in your skies that's like one of the biggest culprits right there is is nasa messing with it and then there's the fires. Okay, well, what's in these trees from these spraying pro- programs? Aluminum oxide, patented fire accelerant. There's a patented fire accelerant being sprayed in our skies, on our trees, and they're, they're reverse engineering it in a way. I mean, they've been doing it, but they claim they haven't been doing it. But this is the constituent that they want to spray in our skies. They were gonna do this big experiment in Tucson and, and dim the sky with aluminum. And I had a big conference and a protest and they put the experiment on hiatus. But now next year, they're going to do the experiment again in Sweden. And they're going to spray with Bill Gates and these atmospheric scientists to save the world from global warming. They're going to spray aluminum in the atmosphere and they're going to pretend like they've never done that before. And these (laughs) constituents are coming up in our rainwater and they're in the patents. And we know that they're doing it. Like we've come to the conclusion over years because those crazy lines in the sky, some rain will fall. People will test the rain. And it's got like a million times more aluminum than it should. It's like, okay, well, what was in those lines was, was aluminum. You know, like is that, why, is that why water quality has gotten so much worse over the last three decades? Four decades? Uh, well, water quality, I, I, can't, I mean, yes and, and no. I, can't, I don't mean like, I think the, the water, the whole water story is a mismanagement of it. Oh, like, okay. Like we've got like beautiful, pristine like volcanoes with snow melting off of it. And these rivers are like going in the ocean and then they're taking our toilet water and they're recycling and recycling and recycling. And we've got rivers just going right by us. We're, we're just not being smart. Like we're leaving everything in the government's hands and even right. like our local water resources, they're like saying that we don't have enough water for this irrigation canals around here. We got a river that just goes right in the ocean. Like they're just, everyone's being duped into this like global warming climate change. And, and it seems like maybe I please uh, hope God they don't do this. But it seems like maybe they're going to do global warming, climate change lockdowns because right when we went into the first lockdown, the COVID lockdown, they stopped chemtrailing for like a month. And a lot of people are hitting me up. They're like, is it over, Matt? Is it over? Like, blue, beautiful blue skies, beautiful this. And 
that rising temperatures of the planet ceased because they say we weren't out driving our cars. But it's because they weren't spraying the, the, the geoengineering. They want to create a greenhouse effect to supposedly bounce sunlight out into space and dim the, the, how much sun we get. But they're going to create a greenhouse effect by trapping the heat in. That's what they are doing. Sorry, I'm on a tangent, but you know. Oh, no, I love it. It's, un okay. it's unreal. It's, good. it's unreal. And one last thing on the, the whole like left-right paradigm of the blue-red Biden-Trump nonsense is they made Trump seem like such a loon. And then the election was probably obviously rigged to make the whole country think, oh, wow, everyone's blue. Everyone's blue. Wow, That'll get you that. banned off social media, too, just saying that. Yeah, no kidding, man. So <laughs> you can't question it. If everybody thinks that the group consciousness is overwhelmingly blue, and then this blue idiot Biden is like, everybody get the job. We got, which one you want? You want this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. We got a Russian one. We got AstraZeneca, blah, 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 blah. They all came out at once, and we didn't do any human trials, but guess what? We'll alter your mRNA, and you got to get updates, and who knows what happens. But, like, people are just taking it out of what fear and hatred for Trump. Like it's really, it's really psychological and we'll look back at this point in history. Oh man, I really hope we don't, but we'll look back at this with like disgust. And I mean, it's just like a lot of people lined up for an experiment that we don't even know the outcome. So right. I guess we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Anyway, where were you guys at? Cause we, you guys cut out and I didn't hear <laughs> shit. Tell you exactly where we were. All right, okay. just start back up, and I can snip everything together. <laughs> so why don't you go back to the first? Uh, why don't you go back to before we got to Elon, Mister Fucking Musk? Um, why don't you go back to what you were talking about in the first Arnold Schwarzenegger event before he becomes governor, and then go into Total Recall, and then go into that one? Yeah. So I think it's really fascinating how the programming has literally attacked people one generation at a time. So even in 1990, I've been going back and looking at these older films and dissecting the propaganda machine, see the writing on the wall, even the movie Handmaid's Tale, once you understand 5G and GMO and like the dismantling of the alpha male and what they're really trying to go for, it seems like infertility. Maybe this is what the mRNA alteration is. And maybe that's, I struck a nerve earlier when I was talking about a certain things. It was interesting when... It, sometimes, you say cert, sometimes you say certain things and I swear, like I've been on Skype before, which is Microsoft, and I was talking total shit about Bill Gates and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's just cut off. And I'm like, okay, is that a coincidence? I don't know. But either way, the propaganda machine, it's unreal when you start to see it through the right lens because these are movies when I saw growing up, I thought nothing of it. Of so there's like Geostorm. And we were talking, we were... Um, well, but why would you back then? We weren't nearly to the point that we are now to have to look back at that in hindsight and see where they were headed with it. Yeah, which is interesting to see how everyone else is being um, blindsided by like the propaganda in present, yeah. and, and brainwashed. And, and it's easy to point the finger and be like, why aren't you awake? Don't you see it? But also, <laughs> we were there with them mm -hmm. and it wasn't that long ago. So... Like the, the film Geostorm, for instance, this is a propaganda piece. And I even typed in, I was looking to see if my film was even anywhere on YouTube after they pulled my channel. And it's, it is, but you can't find it, Frankenskies. Um, but find it at frankenskiesthemovie.com or frankenskies.com. And frankenskies2.com will host the sequel Climate Chains, which I'm still working on. 
but I went into YouTube and I t- typed in geoengineering documentary and the movie Geostorm pops up and this is not a documentary and what it is is an AI takeover and it controls the weather, this artificial intelligence and the, the computer machine has controlled the weather and it creates these extreme weather events, hurricanes and what have you and floods, destroys humanity. And then you walk out of the theater and then you hear some crazy nut like me saying the weather's controlled and you're like, no, that's actually a conspiracy crazy movie. I saw it on TV. But then anything <laughs> they do short of that is somehow acceptable because people have been conditioned to this extreme, this extreme reality in the, like when you sit down in the movie theater and you pay your like arm and a leg now, like you're 35 bucks or whatever to watch a movie. I'm just kidding. But if you're even allowed to sit in a theater, but you, you literally, you, it's called a temporary suspension of disbelief. You sit down and like anything kind of goes, you kind of believe it. Your brain believes it's true. And the way that you process that memory is that it's, it's not true and it never could be true. And it's, it's such a programming mess what they do to the mind, the mental constructs, because now you've got this polarity like we're talking about earlier, fake and real. What's fake? What's real? I was hanging out with a five-year-old recently, and they, they always – she kept saying, is it fake or is it real, Matt? Like the chemtrails, the vaccines, <laughs> and the propaganda, you know, because you know, that's how they see things in black and white. So, And if you tell them that it's real or fake – that's what they believe for like a long time until they can think for themselves. No kidding. So the propaganda machine produced with all this budget and um, malintent, the movie Demolition Man. Okay. And you've got this superhero and they predictably, they predict Arnold Schwarzenegger becoming the governor of California. But in the film, Sylvester Stallone, um, for one, there's social distancing. And they have sex six feet apart with these like eight, these little uh, head things that they put on. But also there's self-driving cars. There's all this weird dystopian future. And it starts to like unravel this way. Are they showing you the future that they want to create and making you okay with it because it's in your memory bank is like just, just a film. So then I started dissecting 1990 film. Well, Handmaid's Tale is unreal. All of a sudden, nobody can have kids. And it's like, well, 5G apocalypse with mRNA alterations that seem to be targeting, you know, fertility of a dystopian future, like Children of Men, Handmaid's well, Tale. And we're getting by scientists to a point where they're saying we're now 1 billion people away from hitting kind of the ceiling on what they believe can the earth can actually handle for an ongoing time period 9 billion yeah, i don't know whether that's true propaganda it's all gmo propaganda and shit they want us to think that we're like we have such limited resources and that we need to kill each other off and that it's okay to to, to die off from geoengineering and whatnot so the movie with arnold schwarzenegger total recall 1990 all right 1990 arnold schwarzenegger thinks he's going to go to Mars, but he doesn't. He actually gets the memory put in his head and he's got some transhumanism kind of brain thing going on where a chip can just get put in there. And he buys it. He pays for the memory. And he becomes, it's a superhero memory and he's this like secret agent and he never really goes to Mars. It's questionable if you can even go to Mars. The, maybe the whole thing is just fabricated in the film. There's terrorism in this 1990 film, which terrorism in general didn't really exist as we know it back then. And it's all this dystopian future fear and then the Mars thing. 
Well, here we have Elon Musk now. He's got a company called Neuralink where he wants to be able to insert chips into people's brains and whatnot for PTSD, false memories or whatever. And he has SpaceX and he shot a convertible into space. Uh, that was totally <laughs> nonsense, right? It had a, a mannequin. Did you guys see this a few years back? And he says, oh, yeah. quote, it's so fake that it must be real. You know, it's, it's literally testing, testing the bullshit meter of humanity, right? I think even when they started coming out with anal swabs, that was testing the bullshit meter of humanity, right? It's like, okay, let's see how far we can actually push this. Like literally, can we push it up their ass? And people were like, fuck that, you know, like people did not like that. And it kind of like dwindled away. But I, there's a supercomputer that they're feeding in all this COVID nonsense and what have you. So either way, we've got Elon Musk. So don't let me digress. Elon Musk with, with the, the... Oh, no, 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 no I, I just hear my echo. Oh, no, it went away. So, so we've, we've got, got Elon, Elon Musk, Musk with his fake convertible testing the consciousness of humanity. How dumb are they? And then NASA all of a sudden goes to Mars with propellers and drones that are like made on earth and it looks so fake that it must be real. And what, are we gonna end up going to Mars? And are people really gonna go to Mars or are they just gonna get the chips in their head? Because this whole Mars thing with NASA and their, their lies, their bucket of lies for $52 million a day, the whole Elon Musk thing and the NASA thing and the Mars thing is literally a transhumanism agenda. It's full scale new world order, full scale transhumanism. And it's, it's tricking people to get these upgrades that will be necessary, transhumanism upgrades that will be necessary to go to Mars. And guess what? They probably won't ever leave. They'll just get a little chip in their head, just like we were told in a Schwarzenegger film 30 freaking years ago. But no, that can't be real because that's sci-fi, right? It, it yeah. Doesn't... Well, it's very Matrix-esque, I guess, to get that. I mean, we have all this energy. They could put this chip in our head and send us wherever they want. We'll think we're there, just like in the Matrix, but we're just in some little sack creating energy for them, and they can get enough people to do it. Turning a human being into a that diesel. Way. Yeah. yeah, well, that's if you look into singularity and what they want out of everybody, they, they, they kind of do want that. Their end game is to scare the shit out of everybody so much, so bad, that everybody is locked inside and we have avatars going out into the world, like doing our bidding. And we're just in like, kind of like, have you guys ever been around kids that are on this new thing called Roblox? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We have kids. I got one. I got one. It's a virtual world and the place is so (laughs) addictive. Like if they build a snowman, it's there, dude. And they can show their friends and buy it and sell it. And it's just like, it's Minecraft is, is even worse for that kind of thing. Uh, I have actually looked into both of those. So Minecraft is where you create your own sandbox, um, but you can invite other people to see it if you allow them to. Roblox is a so is kind of a is is a is a player creator sandbox, but it's not all at the same time. So like you can ask basically the sandbox creators, "Hey, I have this game. Can I use your sandbox?" Then they approve it, they send it out, and now you can enjoy the game or somebody else's game in the same way. However, I'm digressing. It is very addictive. I have an almost nine-year-old that plays it. It's bullshit. Well, that's how that's how my daughter hangs out with her friends. So even when they're <laughs> sitting next to each other, they're hanging out in their virtual world together, doing that <laughs> instead of playing in the real world. 
doing that. They'd rather be yes. in their fake world hanging out, and it's disgusting. I'm like, nope, down, Turn outside, up, right off. now. Get the fuck outside and breathe the smoky Northern California air <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I've witnessed the exact same thing. And I mean, th their friends are doing it and they'll freak out if they can't have their Roblox right. time. So you have to basically be on it and only give them a certain amount of time. Right. And then, I mean, and the way that they have like that you can earn your points and make your money and then have your Roblox money. And then actually like, like I saw, so, so my girlfriend's daughter who is nine, I saw her interact with one of her schoolmates and she was like, Hey, I need to buy your car. Can you just sell it to me for really cheap so I can get across town and then I'll sell it back to you for really cheap and then, you know, no harm is done. So she sold her this car for like one buck so she could drive down the street in this VR world. So extrapolate that like 10 years. What are these kids going to be doing? They're going to have virtual reality headsets. It's going to be gonna, player one. Oh, it's going to be so deep in it that they're going to lose their social skills. The social engineering of social distancing alone got everybody in the virtual world. Oh man, I can't even. You know what's funny though? All of us, all of us, virtually at the same time, us three, we all kind of around the same time watched Player One, and I, I remember we had a conversation about it after that. Uh, you know, oh, did you watch Player One? I I know that Joe and I shared the sentiments. I'm pretty sure Jen that you shared the same thing. But part of us were like, dude, with where this world is going. I almost kind of would rather be that just because of how fucked up everything's getting. Like, you mean I can stay home and at any time, if I don't like somebody's fucking face, I can just unplug. Yeah. I actually kind of like that idea at the same time though, morally, I completely, completely agree with what you're talking about because that's exactly where it's headed, where nothing is real. Everything that well, gets that updated in the game is all being fed to you by people who are controlling you to keep you in the game. What makes me distrust it is the fact that they're pushing it so hard and making right. it seem so desirable, like you said, where you're like, that sounds fucking amazing. That's what right. makes me go, wait a minute, there's yeah. something uh -huh. wonky going on here. No way. I tell Maddie all the time, because people will say, how can we keep our kids from falling into this trap? Like, their schools are teaching them this stuff. This is all they're subject to. They see this all day. When they come home, their just faces are in their devices. But and we just talk to them all the time. Yeah. But we just talk to them all the time. Just we can't fix everything but we have to keep on it you can't be lazy right. about it you can't just let them like go do their own thing in this particular time you can but just also say hey let's think about it this way let's try to critically think about what's right. really going on here <laughs> this virtual world is going to become a reality someday and you have to be able to say no to that at some point i hope well, imagine when they started having everyone wear masks and some mm -hmm. people, they lost all their social life and the only way they could even see a human yeah. face was through a virtual world. That's yeah. already so dismantling in like a full-on year of that. It's unreal. I want to say hats off to you awesome parents for giving a shit. It's so important. And I've, I've given this so much deep thought about where we're going with humanity. And there are children in the world right now that have parents like you all like us that are saying to the children as they grow up uh-uh no it's actually bullshit nope take that mask off nope blah 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 no go outside and run around and imagine the fire that's going to be under these activist children 
star seed, whatever you want to call them, when they get to of age and they know that the world around them is completely bogus and they see these people that are literally turning themselves into robots because the new liberal politicians said, oh, you got to get the robotic eye too, you know? They're seeing, <laughs> they're, they're seeing through all of it, right? And the, in a world of idiocracy, right, if you've seen that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like they'll literally be, they're literally going to be the phoenix, these kids. It's it's so unreal to 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 predict to see um, where it's going because we have to we have to literally set the stage for them so that they have a stage to fight. You know, they, well, I we think lay the groundwork. Yeah. I think that that's actually part of the uh, how important last year was because last year was devastating on so many levels. But the important thing out of that was that for the first time that I remember in my life, you could see the bullshit happening real time in front of your face whereas in the past it was masked it was weeded in here and there and if you weren't really honing in on it and paying attention you could miss it very very easily last year was so in your face that i've seen and it's part you know obviously part of it is is now the why we have the division that we have is because a lot of people that hadn't seen the bullshit or had let it slip by kind of you know aloof they're now looking at it and they're being forced to make hard decisions that they may not have really wanted to make and they're going no i don't want any part of that my my last straw was that last year i had gone back down to lamore uh in a naval air station and i was down there and i remember after three months i had been up in reading when arona break it broke out because they closed the schools and i said fuck this i'm going up north back to my back to my home and uh when we got back down there especially living on base especially not being in jefferson state um there were masks everywhere. You couldn't take a shit without having a mask on. Well, what lost it for it's me probably was... probably the best best time to wear one, actually. It's probably the best time to wear one, actually, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, let's not talk about that. So uh, I was walking into a gas station, and at this time, my daughter had just turned two. Uh, and my son was seven and a half. So as we're walking into an on-base federal like gas station, they call it the Mini-Nex or the Jet Mart, we're walking in, and as we get out of the car, my daughter goes, Mac? Daddy, Mac, and points at her face and, and says the, her word for mask. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, shit, I do have to put one on her to go in there. Um, and then it started mulling around. I'm like, dude, my two-year-old in like a month of being down here and forced to wear a mask when we go into stores has already conditioned herself that when she gets out of the car, she has to put a mask on and she has to go into the gas station with a mask on. That was... For me, that was the moment where I, I officially turned everything in my brain off to the masks. And I went, look, I understand why people would theorize that this is a good reason, but it's not at all, like at all at all. And this is the, the kind of psychological damage that they did to kids that last year was astronomical. It is just unbelievable how in your face what they did last year and everything that's coming out of it uh, was. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, no kidding. And once you start to really, well, I started digging into it because everyone was being handed these blue one-time use medical masks. <laughs> yeah. And I started to question the crap out of that. Like they're one-time use medical masks. They're not even, they don't even filter viruses or anything like that. So I researched it. It's really easy to find out what the filters are in these blue and white one-time use medical masks. It's polytetrafluoroethylene, PTFE. 
you can just type into your search engine PTFE masks. And these blue masks they hand you at the doors from China at the grocery store. Not anymore, hopefully in your state or whatever. Oh, I really want to talk about how it's different everywhere. But either way, I'll get to that. The polytetrafluoroethylene, it's synthetic Teflon, which is fluoride. So it's literally a fluoride mask that they're having you huff through and saying, oh, don't worry, everything will be okay. Just breathe through this. It's, it's a total toxic invasion. Even the hand sanitizers, a lot of them have uh, hormone-disrupting chemicals that over time will make your hormones, so your endocrine system, especially children, so disrupted that you might be questioning your sexuality. And, da, da, da. and it's also a transhumanism pacification agenda. So something I want to note right now, which is very fascinating, everywhere is different. The state that you're in, the county that you're in, the city that you're in. If you're in Japan, it's a full-on lockdown and the Olympics aren't letting anybody in. They're doing the Olympics without a crowd. That's happening it's right so now. It's so stupid. I saw if that the other day. And that's the Delta variant that's doing it. If you're in UK or New Zealand or Australia, there's some pretty severe lockdowns going on because of the, the new Delta variant, okay? And they're being pushed the hardest, right? Yeah, the quote-unquote Delta variant. It's all nonsense. We all know it. Um, and w there's one thing um, that I could talk about where, where there was this conspiracy at first that everyone thought it was like 5G, but that was like a propaganda machine to make everybody seem crazy. But there is an interesting correlation um, that I witnessed through my company. But I just want to note really quick. So how would you, as a New World Order regime, try to dismantle the all of humanity to push your New World Order agenda without getting everybody to fight back under one... Um, under one theme, which is like humanity, right? Well, you do things differently everywhere. So if we were all being told, we gotta wear masks, we gotta lock down, then we could all be like, fuck that shit. We're not wearing masks, we're not doing that. But it's different. It's like, no, in Idaho, it's this, and over here, it's that, and over here, and it's like, oh, I'll just move to Florida, and oh, wait, you can't go to Japan, and oh, they're not, oh, it's, oh, okay. So we can't get on the same page. We're all being subject to the same nonsense, but different ways under different, guises and they lock down the borders and blah, 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 defund the police, whatever it is, everybody's being subject to the same new world order takeover, but they're doing it differently everywhere so that we can't, you know, rally together. And I have this suspicion that maybe they'll end up trying to get us to wear masks again, but they'll do it in a way that they get us to fight back and they'll be like even maybe controlled, aggressive <laughs> like figures in it all and there's going to be a fight that we can't win and i think they're trying to stage that because they know that if they tell us to because now that they've taken it given it back it's all such a psychological warfare manipulation tactic and i'm i'm very curious to see what happens in the upcoming uh fall, fall winter and all this stuff oh yeah I think just they gave it confusion back. tactics yeah well, i think they gave it back to give everyone a little dose of freedom before the school year starts because they're gonna start requiring vaccine passports and so they're letting the rest of the summer play out because people are like yes this is awesome cdc says we don't have to wear masks so i don't have to now because i listen to them Good for you. Yeah. Fuck off. But like, I think they're going to let us do that for a little bit and then say, your kids don't have to wear masks at school. Did you see that California just flipped their whole idea on what they were going to do with masks? They were going to still require masks at schools. And then they just flipped it and said, oh, no, each state can handle or each county can handle it their own way. So we're curious to see how Shasta County will handle it. But 
they could say, yeah, you don't have to wear a mask, but you have to show your vaccine card because you have to prove that your children are vaccinated at schools anyway. So it's pretty normal. So they can just weed it in that way. Like, oh, well, you already have to show that they have the MMR and DTAP. And then they just did the TDAP um, for seventh graders a couple of years ago. That was like a brand new thing. And so they can be like, well, now it's COVID. So you have to show that too. And then they can't wear masks or can't even go. I'm nervous for that to happen because they did the TDAP right when Maddie started here in California, my daughter. And she was like, okay, I have to get the shot. And it was five years ago. So I was like, okay, let's go get it. And we did because she had to go to school here. So I think that's what's coming. And in some places, um, just to interject really quick, some places they say, oh, well, if you're vaccinated, then you don't have to wear the mask. So then you have this weird social social pressure. There's this weird social pressure. Well, oh, well, show us your proof. And oh, and so if everyone at school is coming and running around with their faces out and you're the black sheep with the mask on because you haven't gotten the jab and everyone's pressuring you and saying, oh, actually, you don't need parental consent anymore. Just come on in here, Susie. It's totally messed (laughs) up and diabolical. And I had I ran into that for the first time yesterday. So being up here in more of a red state portion, I haven't had to wear a mask. They haven't been asking people at doors ever since they officially said in California on June 15th, like, okay, you guys can take your mask off, right? Um, but, you know, if you're not vaccinated, we recommend that you wear it. Uh, they haven't been doing that up here. Well, yesterday I had to go into an attorney's office. And um, when I called ahead of time to drop off the paperwork, she's like, and are you vaccinated? And I'm like, nope, sure not. <laughs> she nope. goes, uh, yeah, sure won't be either. And uh, she goes, uh, okay, um, well, you know, we, we ask that you wear a mask in here. So I was all, let's test that. So I walked in without a mask, give her my paperwork. Nobody in there is wearing a mask. And she goes, so when you come in to see the attorney next week, she was like, um, if you're not vaccinated, you know, wear a mask. She'll probably tell you just to take it off and stuff. And I was all, yeah, you had said that. I have one in my back pocket just in case you guys really were, you know, wanted me to. Uh, but I'm not going to wear one in on default. So she's like, yeah, no, that's fine. She, she probably won't even make it. Like everybody up here, that has forced people to to wear a mask. They're also like almost very apologetic about it for the most part. There are very few places that are like, no, you actually need it. If you're not getting a vaccine, you really need it. I'm like, no, sure don't. (laughs) So really quick, um, I wanna talk about, um, because I think it's really important information. When all of this started to unravel there was this conspiracy that went viral that it was actually 5G that was making people sick. And then it got kind of twisted on its head. And anybody who thought that was like a crazy conspiracy theorist that how could it actually be 5G, that it's not 5G, it's, it's COVID, COVID and, 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 you're, and you're stupid. Well, <laughs> I, did I did witness, witness something, which, which is very fascinating. And um, it's this company that I have. So when I first started learning about EMF radiation and smart meters and 5G and all that, I started making... Um, these silver lined clothes and, and now, now the company, company is a few years uh, um, alive and well and it's, uh, it's getting really innovative and and changing into this amazing I mean it's just blossoming it's like a, it's like having a, a baby so I started off making these Faraday foam bags so if you see if, if you're watching the video but either way it's it's a bag and then you drop your phone inside I have this old phone but either way a smartphone works you drop your phone in bag in the bag and you close it up, and it doesn't have any signal inside the foam bag. It's a silver, la- a, a, a layer of silver fabric. All right. 
and I was selling these like crazy and people were really happy to just have privacy or when they go to bed or whatever. It's pretty much like turning your phone off, but, but sometimes when your phone's off, it's still tracking and whatever. And now it's COVID tracking and tracing and whatnot. People just want that extra, extra privacy, privacy, security, whatever. So, so right, right when COVID started, started to happen in March of 2020, right? All of a sudden people are contacting me from Flint, Michigan, Fort Lauderdale, LA, all of a sudden their phone bags are not working. They worked before and all of a sudden they weren't anymore. And I was scrambling to figure out what the heck was going on and people were really upset with me. And I ended up making double layered bags. So now, and then I sent everyone double layered bags and they were all happy because they worked. Well, what happened there? I started to wonder and I was hypothesizing and whatnot. And then someone hit me up from DC where I grew up and they said, hey Matt, guess what? I had COVID. I saw you on Facebook saying that COVID wasn't real and you're full of it and I had it and I just want to let you know that I had it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, tell me about it. I want to know. I'm totally all ears, you know? Like, oh, like I thought awesome. that it was just rebranding the flu, but I want to know, like you got COVID, like what were your <laughs> symptoms? Like, tell me the story. And he's like, well, it was really weird. I didn't get a fever. I didn't have any virus type symptoms, but I had this like brain fog. I couldn't think very clearly and I lost my sense of taste. I was like, yes. yeah, that's a, that's a common COVID-19 symptom, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? I asked him, well, can I, can I just ask you another random question? What kind of phone do you have for crying out loud? Because I'm asking everybody whose phone bags are not working, like what kind of phone do they have, you know? What's the deal with why are the phones like blasting all this extra radiation than they, they weren't before? He goes, well, funny you ask. Me and my wife just got the new iPhone, brand new iPhone 11 or whatever. And I go, well, when did you start getting your COVID symptoms? And he says, well, the day we got the new phones, actually. So I was like, okay, well, would you ever consider that loss of taste and brain fog are actually symptoms of radiation sickness, radiation poisoning, and that your phone is cranking so much radiation that your body had to take a couple of weeks to get used to it and adjust to it, and that a lot of people's smartphones out there are adapting to a new 5G broadband spectrum and to do that it's got to crank out way more radiation than, be, than before so once you start to learn about 5g it's a totally new network but basically the phones have to help push the signal along and it's not the same as before where you just have your stuff going to the closest cell tower you're literally pushing this signal along that can only go like 500 feet or thousand feet it's really strong signal but it can't go very far because it's, it's based on the size of the carrier wave but this carrier wave is so small that it's not like an AM radio wave that can go thousand or a hundred miles or whatever. It can only go like a thousand feet, literally this 5G tech. So now they have all the smartphones, all the smart tech pushing the signal along, but it equates to having a lot more radiation coming out of the smartphones, a lot more. Okay. And then these 5G cities were COVID hotspots. And it seems to me that if these phones were penetrating these bags where they never penetrated before, that they must be emitting a lot more radiation. So having to double the bags up to keep them from penetrating the bags. And at the same time, people having symptoms that seem to maybe not be a virus because who gets a virus and just loses sense of taste? This has never happened before ever in history, right? Well, I got so, a, I got a follow-up question for please, you that yeah, I want to see if you have a, a theory on. Um, so January, 2020, my ex-wife left for her first deployment and she was gone until July. So from... I mean, and there's all the kind of theories that everybody got it around December and January and then, you know, got popular. Um, 
a lot of people where she was out on the ship, there was no signal 4G. There was no cell signal out there. And her ship was the one that docked in Guam and they fired their captain who got national attention and all of that stuff. A whole bunch of people got COVID and a whole bunch of people didn't. Um, But one of the things that she mentioned was that for all of these people that got it in no cell signal, they weren't around anybody. They were just emitting this virus, which they're assuming they got from Da Nang, Vietnam, uh, was when the first two cases came back on the boat was after a two day stay there, um, that they were losing sense of taste and sense of smell. Now, the crazy part was, is that some of the people that she worked with when she left for her second deployment last uh, November they still hadn't regained it. So they weren't around any of those kind of emissions in the middle of the Pacific, but a whole shitload of the crew, I, I think I think it was about uh, 20%, um, ended up getting COVID. Um, obviously, there's you know everything about how many actually had it, false positives and all that, but assuming that some people actually got the virus, they lost their sense of taste and smell and then never regained it. Do you have any kind of theory on that or do you think it might be something similar are you are you fully on the board with the virus being a complete bogus or maybe half bogus you know and they amplified it what's what's your take on before you answer that there's also the uh it's the first time in history when you can have a virus and not know unless you get a mouth or a nose swab like that's another (laughs) part of it so in the 1960s in and the ussr there was uh american uh, diplomats and the the Soviet government started experimenting on the American diplomats with low level RF radiation, radio frequency radiation, which you can um, use like radar, which I'm sure the ship was equipped with radar, which is a lot of radiation and what have you. So the U.S. government found out that the Soviets were experimenting on their people. So what they did is they went in. And they, set, they got, got all the people, the diplomats, and they said, we're going to start giving you a bunch of bonus pay to be in this uh, harmless uh, little test thing. They, they didn't tell them shit about the radiation. They didn't tell them anything about what was really going on. Yeah, they started to give, but they started to give them freaking hazard pay. And they watched as these people lost hair, lost fertility, got cancer. American citizens. Okay, so the U.S. government, man, like... At the end of the day, I would say probably, cell service or not, that there was probably some exposure to um, RF radiation of some sort. But also, I'm not saying that there wasn't any sicknesses or anything. I think sure. just about everything was was rebranded as COVID, like the flu, absolutely the oh, cold, yeah. pneumonia. Yeah. I mean, jo- anything. Joe just and Jen said it early on. You can't get normal sick anymore. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, even if that whole ship came down with any sickness during that time frame, um, but the fact that they lost their sense of taste is very, it's very curious. I find it very curious. I couldn't say without having enough information. Sure. But, but I mean, if there's a, a global elite trying to confuse the shit out of everyone and, and somehow push this whole narrative, then they start with like um, these little cells of oh is there an outbreak here an outbreak there or whatever you know there's the carnival cruise ship off the coast of san francisco for a while and then there were conspiracies surfacing that there was 5g on the ship i don't i can't corroborate that but i i I would not put it beyond 
the U.S. military industrial complex to crank up 5G experimentation on blah, 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 and then be like, oh, I don't know what happened. These people all got sick. You know what I mean? Well, Some crazy I, I, virus. for sure. It's like civilian casualties. They're like, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, they don't give a shit. Whatever anyway. cost. We just want to that find out what happens. Makes perfect sense. Uh, they... Yeah, that makes I mean, that makes perfect sense. She ended up finding out when she got back last year, uh, barely set foot back on land that um, uh, Coronado Island, which has one of the big actually naval yards where a lot of ships poured out of um, that they were forcing the corpsmen on the base. To go through with preemptive vaccine experiment, because by 2021, they had wanted to completely roll it out military wide. Um, and so these poor, you know, 18, 19 year olds serving their country um, were basically being told like, yeah, you're getting the vaccine because you're our puppet for four years. You don't really have a say on it. And we need to know if this works or not. And so I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, if it was something of that nature, regardless of my, you know, my question as to the 5G and her deployment prior to well, that. If they already got the jab and they showed symptoms of, that's the that's another Hegelian dialectic problem reaction solution. It's like, right. oh, where did that come from? I don't know. Oh, we don't I've know. Been doing, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of amazing research because there's so many books that surfaced recently about yeah. like terrain and germ theory, and it's like, okay, well, anybody can make a buck off of a pandemic, right? But I went back to Bouchamp and Pasteur, and Pasteur defamed Bouchamp, this French doctor who was anti-vaccines. And Pasteur was like, look, we got to boil everything, pasteurize everything. There's germs and everything. You're all going to get sick. We got to inject you with inoculations and all this. But since the turn of the century, there were very bright minds. Pasteur being, no, um, Bouchamp being the genius and Pasteur like demonizing him, defaming him. But Bouchamp basically proved that all these ailments were coming from the injections that they were creating these things from the get-go and then being like oh where did they come from we got to give you more injections you know that it hasn't stopped either i mean with all the variants we were talking about like the delta variant didn't show up till there was so many people vaccinated so that's kind of it's like mm, is it a delta variant of this virus yeah no shit was a year and a half ago or is it the shit you keep sticking in people like what what makes more sense to you yeah, but I nothing makes sense so. totally demonize the cold like you can't even be sick they're like oh my god you have covid symptoms and it's like whoa whoa this was just a cold two years ago and i would have been told to come to work or i would be getting fired like come on now now i have to like stay home for two weeks wear a mask get a shot I, it's crazy i feel like well, this isn't an original go ahead sorry did anybody die does anybody know, know anybody anyone. that died no no still to this day i don't well no and the deaths that you hear they all uh -huh. had comorbidities everyone they were very overweight or very unhealthy or very elderly everything there's no way i don't know any perfect so i do know a lot of people died. that tested positive my grandma being one of them and she did die but not from that she died a couple weeks ago from being fucking old. Um, <laughs> she but didn't she test got it, positive she got for COVID last, recently. No, either. yeah, it was a year yeah, ago or something. Yeah. But and she had dementia. There's a lot of other shit. But there, who else yeah. tested positive? There's a couple Both other people. Both of my grandparents tested positive. They're in nursing facilities. And they're old as shit yeah, they're too. Totally fine. And they're fine. Well, now. they're yeah. still alive. Yeah. And Katie saw her. Her squadron was the one that got hit the hardest on the boat. Her aircraft carrier, 5,500 people. 
and uh, roughly 1,200, 1,300 of those people got tested positive. And her squadron, out of a squadron of 300, uh, almost 200 of them tested positive. Um, now, the one thing that she saw was that the only person who died, which they attributed to COVID, was a 40-year-old chief who, in his COVID barracks on Guam in isolation, uh, had drank a lot. And forgot that he had taken his heart medication, so he doubled down on his heart medication. He had, he and they had found heart conditions yeah. too. Like he had that's my point. Conditions. But that's a yeah. COVID death. Pre-existing, he had pre-existing heart conditions, Stupid. which he took heart medication for. He had taken one, drank a lot, which you're not supposed to do with heart medication. And because he drank a lot, forgot he had taken it and took another one. And they found him dead in the morning, and told and told everybody that it was COVID. The only reason she found out that it wasn't is because his roommate, the night he died, was one of her shop coworkers. And I'm like, yeah. but of course they're going to say, oh, we we took all the precautions that we could and we only had one death from COVID. It's like, no, you had zero. You had zero from COVID. You had an you... idiot 40-year-old who drank too much and took too much heart medication. That's what you had. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know anyone who died from COVID? <laughs> Do you know anyone who even had COVID? Besides the guy you mentioned, but you know anyone who you saw have COVID actively? And no, was and like... <laughs> where I live, everyone was wearing masks until they were told that they could take them off and now wow. everyone's we're not wearing masks and they act like that something has ended like the body bags that are off the streets and we're, we're <laughs> the light is at the end of the tunnel but literally two weeks ago or or two months ago or six months ago we were in the same exact environment but it's just the propaganda machine it's just it's really unreal and if they can get away with that Imagine what else they could possibly get away with if they really wanted to dismantle humanity even further. I think that maybe they've, I think they've gotten what they wanted, and I think long-term people are just going to have to keep getting these updates, or their immune system might not work. You know, they're immunocompromised now. They need the second, third, and fourth, and fifth in the series or whatever. And here we are. But back to chemtrails. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> The thing, the thing that blows my mind is that all of these extreme weather events that are happening, they won't say it out loud that they're going to geoengineer and dim the sun with chemtrails. They say, we need a solution. What are we going to do about this? How can humanity save itself and all these things? But soon the narrative will shift and soon they'll be posing this drastic solution that's backed by Biden. It's our last resort. And what are we going to do? If you've seen all of these like dystopia films, there's one called Snowpiercer. Yes. Oh, we saw oh, that. I love Good. that one. Great movie. Unreal. Yeah. And what the, what happens is they're trying to slow down global warming. They spray chemtrails with planes. They do it too much. They go into an ice age. Everyone on Earth yep. dies except for everybody on this train. The train's going all fast yep. around the Earth. It starts off spraying chemtrails and saying the exact scenario that we're putting ourselves in. But because it's a dystopian sci-fi film, people don't even see the writing on the wall. It's almost like a warning. It's almost like, hey, we're, we told you so. Either you fight it or not, it's up to you, right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That was a great movie, but it was creepy as we shit. We didn't I'm watch like, it when we had, we still had like the veil over our eyes a little bit. Like we were open minded, but we weren't like paying attention that much. We watched well, it, it also and we were came like, out in 2013. Movie. Yeah, but we just watched it like two years ago. Yeah. Maybe oh, three years okay. ago. Yeah, we didn't okay. watch it then. We watched it together. So it was like recent, but it wasn't that recent, I guess. But we didn't know. And there's a lot of stuff that people didn't notice. 
until very recently and the veil gets lifted and then nothing looks the same again. And then you're a fucking crazy person to literally everyone you talk to. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that is also, by the way, it's on Netflix right now. If you have Netflix, um, they also made a show um, which is still airing. I, there's 23 episodes based on Snowpiercer from 2013. Hmm. I haven't Hello. seen the show, though, but I was I'm kind of hoping when I do watch it that it ex- extrapolates off of the premise of the 2013 one and gets a little bit more detailed. Anyway. Hell yeah. Uh, so uh, w- our stream is amazing right now. So I want to close out on a good note because it was utter dog shit the whole time so I, i'm probably just not going to do uh live streams anymore i'll just record video because this seems to do weird things to everything mm-hmm. especially if we're live and i think putting matt landman's name in the title fucked us up so fuck you buddy i'm just kidding <laughs> no every single time you said something very pertinent for it, us, it was like, zzz, like, dude, just fucked I've up. had nothing but nonstop problems on my end. And it, I mean, this happens, eh, whatever. No, it's all good. You but, just get too close to the truth and they fuck with yeah, you. Yeah, as soon as you started saying some weird shit, our audio was like, it was doing weird shit. So hope, hopefully I can fix that on the audio end. But, you know. So we'll, we'll end the stream, but hang yeah, out, though. We'll end the stream, We're but we'll still talk. It. But uh, give give the people a plug where they can find you. I know uh, Janet in the chat wants to have you on her show. Uh, I don't know cool. if you've heard heard of Deplorable Janet, but she's got a great show too, and uh, she's definitely going to want to have you on. So she'll probably reach out. Yeah, please contact me. Anybody, I reply to my emails at frankenskies f r a n k e n skies s k i e s at gmail dot com. I'm still on Gmail. Like everyone says, get on Proton, get on Telegram, all this. And I am, I am segueing to all that stuff. But dude, if I'm hiding, they're not, they're gonna know what I'm doing anyways. I'm just like, I I am totally, I'm, I'm completely fearless when it comes to all this. And there's nothing to hide from. Like I'm just spreading truth, right? So truth is a frequency. And once you start to ride that vibration, that tune, that frequency of truth, other truths become self-evident because they're on that same vibration of truth. So Kim tells oh, yeah. is that amazing like gateway drug to, to all the other truths. If you can open your eyes to Kim trails, that they're real, that there's a weather engineering program, that the veil is over everyone's eyes on it. Nobody knows that we can just make it rain, although they make it rain for ski resorts and hydro plants and PG&E can right. make it rain for their hydro plants, but yeah. no one can put the puzzle pieces together that drought is manufactured engineered because everyone says the textbook well why would they do that to us and i've heard that now a million times and it's like wait a second why do you say the same exact engineered socially programmed thing you know why don't you think outside (laughs) the box and think and think oh what what, that's interesting you know you have a documentary on it sure i'll watch your movie so please frankisguysthemovie.com also actualactivists.com and Matt Landman on Facebook, I, um, I'm censored on there, but still I got 55,000 followers and I like to dump truth bombs and make memes and get it out there best way we can. And what's amazing is the censorship is making everybody awesome. So they censor, 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 and then yep. people have to get creative and make satires and outwit the AI and it's actually make, keeping us on our, on our toes. And the oh, more yeah. the dark tries to mess with us, the more that we actually shine even brighter. So. It's all, it. we're all going to get through this. It's amazing. And thank you so much for having me on. And I hope that we can do it again. And sorry about the glitches. I hope it's not my fault. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's my fault. hundred percent. I'm a retard. It's but, the uh, government's we, fault for not wanting to hear the truth. Yeah, get it out exactly. there. But no, I, <laughs> I think next time I, I do definitely want to go into some deeper shit next time, but uh, I want to do it 
kind of offline. I mean, yeah, offline. It's going to be on Zoom, but non-streaming to see if that works better and what we can. Uh, we'll see. It, it it drives me nuts because I'm trying to have this conversation. Instead, I'm fucking with all this stuff. I know. Sorry, listeners. God damn it. But thanks, Matt, for coming on, and uh, we'll definitely get together with you again soon because uh, that was awesome. I love it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so yeah. Cool. Stick around after we end the stream, though, because I'll say goodbye to you. Cool. Uh, thanks, everyone in the chat, uh, thanks, joining us for the live stream and our fuckery. It's stupid, but uh, thank you. We'll fix it. We'll It'll fix be it better at some next point. time. Woo! Bye. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.